When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Oh, shit, I ran out of beer. It's fucking hot. Get this guy's guy Beautiful. All right. Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, joined once again by Corey, the Bayou Benders, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. Alright guys, we are back. For another episode of Habs Nightly. Appreciate you guys clicking on the episode, stopping by, listening to the absolute nonsense that Corey and I are about to drop. Before we get into any of that, as always, we're going to go over our introductions, see how the week's gone. Corey, how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, bud. Uh, last time we talked, um, I was getting ready to go to the concert you wanted to go to and the concert I wasn't expecting to go to. Um, and then that being said, apologies for the late episode, uh, cause I was absolutely destroyed when I came home, like my back, everything was fucking hurting. Um, I went to work the next day and then I moved kegs. And I think if I'm not mistaken, I didn't, I didn't edit the episode or I edited it and I didn't, I didn't remember to hit send. So like, I think it was an, another day late. So I just want to apologize for that. But um, it is now football seasons for the New Orleans Saints, and I had the pleasure of putting um, three separate orders of kegs in the dome. I think the first day was 90, the second day was 140, and then the third day was across the street at the Smoothie King Center, dropped 150 kegs in there. Uh, my body was destroyed, but... I know Mason doesn't want to hear about that. What he wants to hear about is this concert and whether or not I had a good time. Um, so I sent you a video. Don't know if you got a chance to see it. Um, sent you one song that I liked. Um, the show was wild. So let's just get there, right? So literally last week, folks, we hit end. We said, you know, we said our goodbyes to you guys. I hit end. I fucking put a t-shirt on and I walked out the door and went immediately to the show. Um, so we parked in the city. 
walked, you know, like walked the block, turned the block and saw the biggest line I've ever stood in uh, for a non-festival concert. Like this thing was wrapped around the Harris. Well, it's not the Harris Casino anymore. The uh, Caesars Casino, I guess it's going to be called. I, I don't know. Um, but this thing was wrapped around it. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? And then I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. It's like one of the biggest, you know, radio rock bands, you know, of our generation is performing. Uh, and it was just a wide variety of people there. <laughs> and so we get in line, fucking wait in line for like, I don't know, 25, 30 minutes. Thank God it wasn't fucking raining because it had been raining every day since. Um Get inside. The first band's playing. Um, it's like zero. I think it was like zero three sixty nine. <laughs> Some crazy shit like that. That was the name of the band, or like it was zero three six nine, or I, that's the same thing. I don't. I don't know. They were on. Um, met up with a couple of my buddies. My buddy just had gotten engaged the weekend before. Ran into them and uh, me. My buddy Matt and then the engagees were hanging out, talking, you know, more or less celebrating because we hadn't seen them. Um, and then once the band ended, the band we were going to see, but it is what it is. I didn't have a ticket, so I really wasn't going. But the band that they were excited for, Wage War, uh, was about to go on. So I pushed through the crowd, got us into a nice pocket to watch the show. Um, Wage War put on a great fucking show. Um. I was a little, I don't want to say upset. Two tall guys were in front of us and they just had restless legs like we do. So it was like just the bobbing back and forth. It was hard for us to see. So I know where there's always a really good view of the stage, which is in the pit or at least the outskirts of it. So I walked my way to the pit, got in it. I wanted to throw down a little bit. I did. Um, definitely out of shape. Um, I guess still feeling the effects from the previous weekend with August Burns Red. Um, and in the, I don't know. People just didn't seem to know what they were doing. And that's kind of common because when we get into the type of people that were there, um, they weren't really sure what to do. Like this was a lot of people's first concerts, uh, first concert. Um, and it's it's not it's no shame. You know, uh, it just wasn't there's normally a bit of a flow for a mosh pit, especially with people like fucking two stepping and shit. There wasn't any of that. What it was, though, was one guy that I fucking know from the parish. One of our friends, dude, always takes his shirt off. Okay, and that only means one fucking thing. You got one guy who's somewhat, you know, built, put together well takes his fucking shirt off. Then here comes all the greasy Randy, you know, uh, half a, half a pudge stomach guys taking the shirts off. And then now you just got this. It's basically just a fucking pit of Randy's. It's just sweaty beach balls bouncing off each other. People are like getting pushed and falling over because no one wants to block a, a sweaty beach ball. And if you do, you put your arm out and guess what? He's so fucking sweaty that you just, he kind of slips off you like he's got grease on him. 
So it was a bit of a mess, but it, I, I had an overall better view of the stage pretty close up. Um, fan ends, great show. Great show for Wage War. First time seeing them. Uh, wish they would have played more stuff from their first album. Uh, I think it's Blueprints. Get out. Go get a couple beers. Um, and then we're there for what Mason wanted to hear, I'm sure was three days grace. We get back pretty close to where we were originally, not in the pit, but before that. Um two I wouldn't say tall guys a little a little bit, but what I was able to do is like push like some of our shorter people that was with our group, put them to one side and put the taller people by them. That way you you know we could see. Um but then you know as I'm I'm looking like the, the crowd gets significantly thicker. Like just more people. This is what they're here for. And uh, to get into what I was saying earlier that I I didn't I didn't speak on yet was like the diversity of it. So Mason asked me before this, you know, like what type of people were there and the people that were my age, you know, like 20, let's say 27 to 32 year olds were there. The majority of them were there for the metalcore group wage war. Whereas everyone younger than us and everyone older than us were there for three days grace, which was crazy because you had the older fans that were just, you know, little emo kids, the same era as me, but a little older. Uh, So they knew all the old shit. And then you got this new wave of young kids that are just excited as fuck that like their new stuff and and appreciate their old stuff. (laughs) But it was wild. So it fucking starts, right? And I'm like, here we go. Let's see what we get out of this, right? This fucking group comes out and actually is is rather fucking impressive. There's so many fucking people. And there's one thing that I, I didn't mention this. So the venue we were at is an upstairs venue. It's got hardwood floors, which are great for the acoustics. You can fucking feel it in your feet. But the best part of an upstairs show, if anyone's gone to like a rock show, you know this, that when the people are fucking actually getting down, you feel the grounds like vibration. Like, so it, you know, like it was just up and down. Like it was like, you're on like a wave from people jumping and and throwing down and just being excited. So like that builds to make, like it could be an average group on stage, but if you can feel it also, it just heightens the experience. So the fucking, the crowd's rocking, the floor's moving. And that is a big sell for me. I don't even give a fuck who's on stage. The floor's moving. It's that much better of a show. Um, and these dudes immediately come out and start hitting classics. And first song was an old one. Then they go immediately to their bread and butter shit that like I grew up listening to. And honestly, fucking little 13, 14 year old emo Corey spirit was like super happy to be there. Like Hurricane Katrina Corey right before it, before we lost everything was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Like, I knew he loved it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they were playing shit that like I knew as a kid and I'm looking at my buddy, Matt, and this dude's like fucking, this dude's like belting his fucking soul out. I'm like, this is tight. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause this is like three of my friends that grew up in the neighborhood that I've known my entire life, just seeing a band that we all really liked as a kid. And I felt like the little hot topic me was so happy to be here. So I, I really enjoyed it. Um, one thing I did notice, and it gets back to like how 
the the mosh pit was a little different. I didn't go back in it for three years grace because they're just not heavy enough to really throw down in a pit. Um, so all the young kids, <laughs> all the fucking young kids didn't know what to do. And this this isn't anything like I'm sorry if people take this the wrong way. You know what I'm saying? But like these are young kids. These are this is brand new concert goers, you know, throwing up the devil horns and and just, you know, like like headbanging to like <laughs> fucking soft parts in the songs and shit. Like, you know, they're just loving it. They're just into it. And I feel that I was that one, you know, once upon a time. But there's one thing I've never I've never seen. And I, we've always laughed about it. And I saw it for the first time. There's one thing I've never seen, and I guess it's like an unwritten rule. And if it's if it's not PC, I'm sorry. But like I've never seen a dude get on his best friend's shoulders and it not like it's normally a chick, right? So this dude's got dink. He's got dink on the back of his neck, like a hot, hard dink, I'm sure, is just all up on his homie's neck, and they're jumping up and down. (laughs) My buddy Matt is just fucking blown away by it he's like what the fuck is this dude just just dink swinging everywhere but to make it funnier it's like these are some like really scrawny kids so like i thought at first the kid wanted the crowd surf which is normally like once we get to a certain point in a show we're probably too hammered to do anything other than help people crowd surf so that's normally what we fucking do we just fuck around and somebody's like some you know very thin person's like i want to fucking crowd surf and as a group we sling them you know, we just sling them up there. So we thought they were trying to do that. So we tried to help them up. And the kid's like, no, 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 no. I'm getting on his shoulders. <laughs> and my buddy was like, what? Yeah, what the fuck? What? Dude, so now we got this fucking six-foot guy, little lanky kid, six-foot kid with his friend and his dink all over the back of his fucking neck, <laughs> just blocking half the fucking crowd. Now people are like, get the fuck down. <laughs> But you know what? I have to commend him because the little dude was short and I'm sure he couldn't see shit because everyone was jumping. But I have never seen a dink, a dink on neck situation. And I felt like that was something worthy of checking off. Like I've, I've finally seen just about all you can see at a show. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fucking wild. Like like your boy, the, the fucking singer was like, I want to see people up. You know, I want to see people get loud and shit. And I want, you know, people on shoulders. And all of a sudden, all the girls start popping up on shoulders and shit like that with their significant others or their friends that can support them. And then here's the these two dudes, like, fuck it, you know, like, giving it a run. And I got to commend them. Took a lot of balls to do that. You know what? It takes some I, a lot of balls on neck for sure. Dude, Dude it was wild. <laughs> fucking <laughs> wild. <laughs> no, that's that's fucking funny. I'm, all I'm, in all, I'm no, no, no. Keep going. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, I'm glad you got to enjoy that because that's a band I would love to see perform live. I hope uh, you do someday because they're so, they're like close to where you're from. And I wanted to get you a shirt. I wanted 40, to get you a shirt so bad. Away, yeah. So bad, buddy. But there's no way in hell I'm paying 40 to $45 for a 100% cotton t shirt and then sending it <laughs> to a $50. Uh, town in Coburg, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't spend a hundred dollars on a shirt that's gonna shrink, you know, if if you fucking sneeze on it. 
Like, no, I I completely and I wouldn't want to. I'm kind of glad you didn't because I dude, don't I don't want to fucking spend that much. Dude, it was tough. It was tough. Um, I was like, fuck, man, I'm I, I might have to just do it. And then I was like, wait, it costed so much to get that jersey to you. I was like, dude, I can't drop a hundred dollars on this t-shirt. No, um, it's all good. But dude, it's it was good. rocking. They surprised me. Um, they played just about everything that I remember from. Like that, I remember from them as a kid. Um, you weren't even excited to go. No, I wasn't. I really wasn't because I really, you know, that's not my phase anymore. And then Wage War, their newer music is not really like their first and second album was so fucking good. Um, and then just the progression of their sound has changed a bit. It's it's still good, but it's just not my cup of tea. And when I think I want to go see Wage War, I want to see the original shit, you know, that I didn't get a chance to. Um, so, yeah, I didn't pay for this. So, like, there wasn't a lot of enthusiasm going into it, you know. Um, but it was good. And honestly, they played everything we wanted to hear. And then my buddy was like, look, dude, I got to go to work tomorrow. I was like, I got to go to work tomorrow, too. So if you want to leave halfway, we can. So Three Days Grace played just about every hit I could remember. And then they brought out the acoustic guitars and I was like, and we're gone. We're fucking gone. Um, we're don't, gone. I do not do acoustic sets for concerts because I'm already tired. It's going to, I'm going to fall asleep. So we, we peaced out, but all in all, good show. Great recommendation, Mason. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> I'm sorry if that was too long. <laughs> no, it's all good. I, I'm, like I said, I'm happy you got to experience it. A very an awesome band for sure. I drove up through Norwood on my which is where Three Days Grace is from on my way to to my uh cottage this weekend. Like local band for me. Um obviously a a global band for everyone else. Yeah. Band. yeah, but pretty close to home. Drove right like town of two thousand people, drove right through it. So yeah, it's pretty cool. Hopefully I will get to see get to see them play one day live i hope so buddy they were honestly really good and i didn't know till like halfway through the set that that was not the the main guy the original guy um so i was like oh shit okay well that lessened the experience a little bit but not enough because i was just like i gives a fuck like i didn't even pay to get here you know um (laughs) but he did a good job he did a good job so No, absolutely. I think Adam Gonte was definitely definitely better, but you can't complain too much. Um, fuck, so I guess we should probably start to talk about a little bit of hockey here. Sure. Uh, World, World Juniors are going on right now as we speak, and Joshua played all but – so he got moved, moved off of Bedard and McTavish's line after the second game. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, uh, I can't. I, I'm shocked by this, to be honest with you, because at the time he was tied for second in points. Um, only was it to bring Tavish. some stability to the second line, or I'm not sure. He actually got moved to the third line. Jesus. So interesting move. Has played played really well there. Has played awesome. T- second, he's second in assists. In the in the tournament, he's top five in points. It's kind of a weird move for me. I think he's played really well, but mm-hmm. that I don't. I think it's maybe more of a a stability move. I'm not sure. Team Canada is kind of a. 
we don't win due to our coaching and our management. That's <laughs> we win in spite of, you know, Canada's talented enough that we can kind of get through it, but it's definitely, uh, it's, we definitely have to overcome ourselves, especially with all the stuff going on with hockey Canada right now. Well, unfortunately for me, I haven't been able to watch these games. I've just saw some highlights that I could, um, one thing I didn't remember from the last time I had a chance uh, was that these games come on either way too early or way too fucking late. And it's a tough experience. Like I think the earliest game starts at two and sometimes I can get, get it at work. But like last week, all kegs, not a shot, not a fucking shot. Um, But this Mason, honestly, the whole first line, including Joshua um, have been, fucking highlight real <laughs> highlight real fucking games for them uh but mason mctavish what like six goals four assists something like that right now uh, i think he's leading if i'm not mistaken uh mason mctavish is leading in i think yeah. everything yeah. right now yeah unreal um, No, he's just a, yeah unbelievable player yeah, man. Uh, what is the standings for him right now? So, yeah, Canada's fucking three wins. Um, USA, same thing. But I saw something. Let me see if I still have it pulled up. Uh, yeah, so game notes for USA. Um, they're about to play today. Let's see if I can pull up. Well, it doesn't matter. You guys are going to hear this afterwards. Uh, but with a regulation win tonight against Sweden, the U.S. can become the fourth U.S. national junior team to win all of its preliminary round games and regulation time. That's uh, last time it was done was 2017. Well, oh, the times it was done was 17, 08, and 04. Five U.S. players have recorded at least a point in all three pre- preliminary round games played. Uh, Bordalo, Cooley, Coronado, Duran, and Mazur. Um, and then Bordalo leads the tournament and assists five, not anymore, while Carter Mazar ranks second in goals, not anymore. Uh, players are tied for second, not anymore. But um, that's big for us. I know half of y'all are just like, who gives a fuck about the USA? Uh, but this is my little corner. This is my little cubbyhole. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Heard that? No, I, I'm excited to – once it gets to the, like the out of the round robin, I think I'll start paying attention more. But we were speaking before this. I don't think a lot of Canadians in particular, maybe even people across the world, even realize that the World Juniors are happening right now. Yeah, I wanted to talk under the about that because I wanted to ask you about it because like one of the first things they mentioned after the first game, it was like fucking 15 fans at the game. You know, and I was like, I thought this was like a major deal. Um, like for Canada, it's in Edmonton. I, I thought this would be like a hot spot for a lot of people, but you were saying that it's uh, what oil and wildfire season or something like that. It's uh, wildfire season, and uh, you know, the oil sands in the summer they get worked, but if anything, I don't know, it's weird to me. I think it's a lack of, I think more than anything, it's just a lack of people knowing that it's going on to be honest a lot well, to be fair it. i didn't know it was happening last week because i was like when is this starting and you were like it starts tomorrow <laughs> so but i know I'm, I'm a bit of an outlier when it comes to that but it does show in the audience that may, there's a lot of people that maybe aren't aware that this is happening no absolutely and because 
And with Hockey Canada, too, I've heard people say that people are kind of boycotting it due to hockey. what's going on with Hockey Canada. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I kind of have to disagree and not because I agree with what Hockey Canada is doing. I just think it's a... Listen, it's... I might, I might rustle some feathers here. People are going to watch their hockey. They're not, they may not, I most, I guarantee almost everyone finds everything Hockey Canada has done absolutely deplorable, but they're not, people aren't going to not go to the world juniors because of that. I just don't, I don't really buy that. Mm-hmm. I think it's mostly, like I said, an awareness thing. I'm sure there are some people that are, choosing to step away which i do respect but yeah i think it's just a lack of you know awareness and you know world juniors especially in canada it's i said before it's a holiday it usually takes place during the holidays around christmas it's kind of a it just feels a little wrong to have it in august i I can't lie the vibe is is certainly not the same right buddy did you catch a fish Oh, my my buddy, Rye, caught the biggest bass I've ever seen pulled out of my lake. Nice. We were up there. Yeah, which I sent to you. I, I could not. We didn't have. We didn't even have a fucking net in the boat. <laughs> I had to lip it. Oh, shit. Had to lip it out of the water. Just a monster. Three, three and a half pound, but we think it was heavier. We think the scale was fucked. It could have been close <laughs> to four. Nice. It was a huge bass and just like fucking 12 feet of water right off like a sandy beach just the we- weirdest place to find a small see it bass. coming huh like i can see it right through the water probably um no 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 it's a dark lake oh, okay you can see by the color uh, the I, I didn't get a, i didn't get a look at it i just kind of glanced over and saw a fucking fish pop up on my screen <laughs> yeah it was like the photo doesn't even really do it justice. It was fucking fat. I thought there was like a half second. I thought it was a lake trout. It nice. was so fucking big. Like a lot of trout could not believe here. it. A lot of well, trout. Yeah, no. How did you tie at my cottage? Um, yeah. Like do you, do, oh my god, it. we didn't even ask you what the fuck you did this week, bud. We oh, just talked about a concert. Much. Did not do yeah. much. Went up to the Sorry. cottage, drank some beer, fished. Yeah, twofers. Had a pretty chill. Yeah, finished off a twofer. Nice. Just kind of chilled out. Had, you know, relaxed. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, it's great to hear, dude. Um, I miss my cabin. We talked about it a little bit. Uh, I had a cabin my grandfather built. I mean, from the fucking ground floor up with moderate help. Most of the time it was him. I think he worked on it for 10 years. Two-story cabin out in Crosby, Tennessee. It's still there. And I'd love nothing more than to win the lottery and go buy that fucking thing back because that is like my grandfather's masterpiece. Um, and we had a creek behind it. It had beautiful uh, rainbow rainbow trout back there. So sick. Uh, I'd give anything to get back. Cabin life. Um one one quick note on the World Juniors. Now look, dude, I know people are gonna fucking laugh, and this not, this might just be common for y'all, right? It does not help me that the times for these games are in 
military time. We did not learn that. So when I see that I got an upcoming game for today for us, see if I can get a chance to watch a little bit versus Sweden um, at 2100 hours. Without looking on my phone, I have no idea what the fuck time that is. You never learned how to uh, how to use military time. I understand it's twelve o'clock, and then one o'clock turns to th- thirteen, and I get that. But like, I'm not fast with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I couldn't look at that and be like, "Okay, that's seven, or whatever time it is." You know, Just like whatever time it is, minus twelve. Minus twelve. Good. Look at that. Good. Good learning. Good learning for me. But that's what I'm talking about, though. You know, like I see this, and I'm like. I'm at work. I'm moving kegs. I'm like, I don't know what fucking time that is. I got to get back to work. You know, like, and you know what? Maybe, maybe that's a first world problem. Maybe that's a USA problem. You know what I'm saying? Maybe that's a Southern USA problem. You know, everybody else can laugh at it, but honestly, the education system's fucked. Okay. (laughs) Blame the education system. Hey buddy, I was pretty good in school. But then guess what? When Katrina hit, I went across, went to Texas, and I found out these little motherfuckers were learning shit that I didn't. My school was like so far behind on. Like they were college prepping these kids in middle school. And I go back to fucking school and I was like, I'm fucking failing everything in Texas because they're like three school years ahead of us. Like they were learning what I was learning in my high school and middle school. Damn. That's how bad it is. Now, it might be different. I haven't been in school in fucking 15 years, I think. Something like that. No. 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 11, 12, 12. Let's go with 12. Let's go with 12. Yeah, 12, 2010. Jesus, Corey. Um, so, yeah, a lot of things that were left out, like, it's a lot. So... Uh, I always make fun of my education. <laughs> it wasn't our fault. Um, but yeah, uh, dude, where do you want to steer this? Um, fuck, I don't know. There's not much to talk about in terms of Habs prospects, or or so not even Habs prospects, just Habs in general. Um. I I'm not too sure, but I got something cool. I just thought about it. I just I just looked at it on the wall. Okay. Excuse me. Um, before we get to that, we do have a word from our sponsors, DraftKings. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer with tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports. You can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to one thousand dollars. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, props, your betting options feel endless. They had MMA last night. Uh, Fucking football's back. I don't even know if you can bet on the World Juniors, but if you can, there you go. I'm sure Canada's a pretty easy bet, so is the U.S., but uh, best of all, 
DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Y'all remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, make your first deposit, and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See the show notes for details. So, yeah, uh, I happened to get off at a decent time the other day and I saw Dave and Heather who were like uh my fucking a little older than my parents but have basically adopted me into their family uh the Canadians that fucking live down here in New Orleans uh I saw them outside on their porch so I uh hit a Yui fucking went and parked and went and talked to them for a little bit had uh had a pop with Dave Dave works on the movie sets now that since he's retired he just hangs out and fucking goes and does background work he's in a they're filming a twist twisted metal tv show if you remember the game he's gonna be in that um but while i was there uh heather was still at work while she was on her way home from work we were just talking shit talking a little hockey um and then movie stuff because that's his new thing uh then she comes home she says hello to me all that tries to get me a beer but i was like well i gotta go home so you know, I'm good. Already, you know, take a soda or something. Uh, but she comes outside and she's like, oh, my God. And she just runs inside. And to make this make sense, they got they always get me shit for Christmas. But the last time they did, they couldn't remember where the fuck they put it. And it's it's like nothing like. Expensive or anything, they just always try to make me feel uh loved <laughs> and i love it so they always bring me back like little hockey trinkets and shit like that so um they got me another hat and um they got they went to tim hortons when they were up in toronto um and they had those uh locker boxes i don't know what the fuck they're called but uh they found a shea weber one and she begged the people to let her pick which one she got um so i got this little shea weber uh, miniature locker with his, you know, like a replica of his stick. And <laughs> uh, it's pretty cool. I was like, Tyler, this is so tight. Thank you so much. You know, like it's, it's honestly like they always get me cool shit and they always think it's not good enough. And what it ends up being is once we start doing live stream and shit and I get the, the stuff, th- basically my room set up the way I want. It's all like desk cool stuff on my desk you know what i'm saying so like i love it every time they give me something it's something like a cool trinket from my desk um and they got me something else i can't remember what it was um but anyway love them thank them fucking every time they go to canada for some reason they always think about bringing something home to me and i'm not even related to them um but yeah that's it that's that's what i thought of um I don't know. You've been watching anything? I know you're dealing with school shit. We can kind of go off the rails about a little school. I mean, a little mo- movies or television, if you want. Um, yeah, I've been watching uh, Game of Thrones. Nice. Uh, I read the books, but the books don't have an ending, so I want to know how, how they it did ends. it. Yeah, despite everyone telling me the ending sucked. Um, Spider face yeah school school is interesting um i got a big shock on the weekend i got a um an email saying i'd been accepted to an rn program 
So that was pretty unexpected, pretty exciting for me. Um, get to continue to pursue healthcare. Um, you know, kind of worked all of last year to um to get to where I was to want to you know hopefully become a registered nurse. Had a mm-hmm. bunch of offers for practical nursing. Turned those down. Uh, decided I was gonna. You know, I was taking a um a joint a joint major in uh human anatomy and physiology and history and I was gonna you know maybe upgrade next year to nursing or become a high school teacher kind of resigned to the fact that I wasn't gonna be an RN and uh yeah to get that news was just fucking amazing I can't lie like it was you know to have all that you know working for a whole year uh three semesters of school to get to that and for it to finally pay off when I thought it wasn't, I was pretty emotional. I was pretty happy. Um, yeah. As weird as it is to say, I fucking can't wait for school to start now. I'm <laughs> chomping at the bit to get going, have some direction in my life. So yeah, it was pretty, pretty exciting for me to say the least. Oh yeah. Congrats. Man. That's awesome. Thank and you, and thank you. good up on you for wanting to watch game of Thrones after all the shit that people have talked uh, for a long time now, but it, it it was a good show. Um, I didn't hate on the last season as much as a lot of people did. Um, but good ups on you for fucking wanting to wanting to watch it. Uh, you know, because I I don't even think the new show is is gonna fucking last because I think people are gonna be like, fuck this. I'm I'm not fucking invested into this. I know the trap. Like. I've seen it, you know, I've lived it. Um, and it's probably unfortunate because while the show was, while we were waiting for those extended period for the last season to come out, they were, you know, talking about spinoffs and all that. And everyone was excited, but I don't think it's going to do as good just because of how people reacted to the final season. It's kind of like how people reacted to like Sopranos, but you know, that was a long time ago, but like the final episode, people, people still bitch about it. Um, but that's sick. No, I uh what have I been watching? Um no, I binge watched uh Reservation Dogs. Well, up to what they have right now. Pretty fucking good show. Uh Reservoir Dogs. No, no, no. That's the Tarantino movie. Uh Reservation Dogs is a show <laughs> on Hulu, and I don't know if that's I don't know if it's like an FX show or whatever, but it, it is on Hulu. Um it's about native american people uh well kids really and set in a a native uh town uh like a res, a res town and it really has like letter kenny trailer park boys vibe a little bit just like the the tight-knit community setting um and i think that's kind of what drew me into it i've seen a lot of shit on tiktok and and like you know, like Instagram and Twitter and shit about it back in the like I think it came out last year, and I never gave it a shot. But season two just came out, or is starting to come out. So I was bored the other day. I put it on. It was actually really fucking. It was really good. Um, I saw that, and then they got this new show. I watched like two episodes. I don't know if I'm fully interested in it, but it's called This Fool, and um, it's got. I think it's produced 
or created. I know it's produced by him, but I think he's a creator. The guy who played Chris Maldonado on Sopranos. Um, it's got him in it, and it's like uh, it's like a cousin. It's like two cousins, I think, or it's like an uncle and a nephew, but I'm sure it's cousins. But it's uh, one of them's like this 30 year old that does like an outreach program for like uh, convicts getting back into life and shit like that after after jail. And then his cousin who's getting out, you know, and I guess them rekindling a relationship and like trying to get him not put back in prison, like trying to keep him in the straight and narrow. And uh, it, it seems okay. Uh, I haven't watched a lot of it yet. I'm only on episode two. It seems okay. I just don't know if it's like something that's going to grab me to a, like, I just binge the fuck out of it, but it seems all right. There's been laughable moments. No, that's good. Yeah. I'm trying to like, I think game of Thrones is probably going to be the last thing I watch before school. I don't want to get too hooked into anything. Heard that. It's definitely it's getting harder and harder to find good shows on streaming services. I found. Excuse me, I'll be on it. Yeah, no, I I agree. Um, you they're just pumping you full of originals and, and new shit, and it's like you got to weed through all of it to find like a golden one. And then half the time, it gets only one season. You know, it's fucking a nightmare. Um. Yeah, but I don't know how you feel about this. I feel like we've gone on for a good bit of time, uh, despite not really having a lot of hockey news to talk about. Um, no, um, absolutely. I think we've we've droned on. Um, I'm okay with sending it. Like said, yeah, we have. Like, sorry, guys. Like, <laughs> we're struggling. We're grasping at straws here for things to talk about lately. But you know what? Um, we ain't talking about how bad Mason's audio is. Congratulations, you you you've made it an entire episode without yeah. fucking lagging out. So there's room there's Incredible room ball. for an applause right there. Um personally I only have one more thing to say. Uh my cousin Cody uh and his wife had their kid Wednesday. Little kid uh crazy. He's gonna be a different person now. But uh congratulations to them. They don't fucking listen to this because he likes the sharks. But uh put that out in the put that out in the air. Congratulations Cody and Merrill on a beautiful child. And I get to be a, a weird, fun uncle um, and just show him hockey, even though he might not like it. But we'll see. We'll see. That's that's all I got, though. All right. Well, congratulations to them. And thank you guys for stopping by listening. We appreciate it. We will be back next week with uh, hopefully more stuff to talk about. I would assume so, because we'll get to the corner finals of the World Juniors we we'll get to the finals. We'll have all that content to talk about. So we appreciate you guys coming through, listening to this. If you made it all the way. And we hope you guys have a good week. Peace. Talk to y'all later. This has been Habs Nightly. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.